Craig. Hello, Al Simon here with Simon Says Let's Talk Business on Business Radio X. I'm your host, and on this show, we talk with high-performing business professionals. We're looking to sharpen our skills. We're looking to learn new ideas and concepts. We're looking to share best practices and just really get to know smart people and piggyback on their ideas. So listen carefully, take notes, and look for our, our guest's contact information today at the end of the show so that you can engage with him. And as always, we will conclude our show with a sales tip from me in our Ask Al segment. So I'm pumped today because I have a really good friend and client with me today, Arthur Jenny, the uh, CEO and founder of Switch Global. Welcome, Arthur. Welcome. Great, really glad to be here. Absolutely. Good to have you with us on uh, Business Radio X. And Simon Says, let's talk business. Everybody, I'm curious. You're from Austria, right? Yes, exactly. Did they have the Simon Says game for kids in Austria? No, I never heard about that. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> but maybe we have to introduce it over there. I might have to do that, yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, in the U.S., most everybody knows Simon Says what that is, you know. So, yeah. but anyway, all right, whatever. Anyway, Switch Global. Your company, Switch Global, and, you, and it, you're an AV-IT integration firm. That is correct. That sounds really technical. It is quite technical, but yes. it is my job basically, or the job of the company, to make the technical issues more to a, a humanized issue basically, that you can really use it and really use it for your benefits. Okay, so you, you're, you're talking, I mean, well your background is in corporate audiovisual, right? So boardrooms, meeting rooms, things like that. That is correct, yeah. So, uh, so you've shifted a bit uh, well, the, the world has shifted a bit to this remote working environment. Everybody's talking about remote uh, sales calls, remote meetings, you know, remote this, remote that. You know, and, and so how has that shift affected your business? Basically, what really affected that is that the most part was in the infrastructure. Because even before the time, everybody talked about infrastructure, uh, but mainly a really high sophisticated infrastructure was built in corporations or in local offices and everything. With the shift that people had to move to now home because of the social distancing and everything, so there was more need for infrastructure at first at home, which is a more smaller environment, but also for smaller companies, which normally before that really interacted with people personally, and now suddenly they had to invest into some information as a get information and invest some money into infrastructure within their own companies to be able to further connect to their customers and as a build the infrastructure further up and more sophisticated. Yes. Well, in fact, you helped us. You know, we, we do remote training. We did yeah. that before COVID. Yes. And you helped us with our infrastructure on that. And, and, it, and, it, and that got us ready for COVID, really. Uh, and, uh, but you said that was more, originally that was more for the individuals at home, but the corporations have to have infrastructure even better now, right? Because they, when they have remote workers and they have remote sales calls and things like that, right? So is that where you get a lot of your business? Yes, yeah, so from that point. But again, too, it's a, many times the bigger corporations had the infrastructure which was really supporting inside yes. the corporation itself. Right. Okay. That didn't really had uh, the, uh, the infrastructure to connect outside and at the same time to connect to areas what they before was not really that important to uh, to really to connect. Right. And then suddenly they had to invest as a, more money in that to build out what we call remote infrastructure. 
but also then make uh, taking consideration the smaller offices they're maybe not directly connected to the main office how they now can start to interact really with the main office and how they can better seen interact with their own clients oh yeah so important so yes. important because you know as anybody who's ever been you know someone who was part of a company but not in the in the in the head office and, and, and you know you sometimes you feel like you're on an island and so yes. then all of a sudden we got millions of people on islands right when COVID <laughs> hit and it's very difficult to feel like you're part of the corporate culture feel like you're plugged into what's going on so this communication issue became huge so I can imagine that's really where you're you're helping people out. That is correct. So we, we had uh, basically you had to suddenly do a virtual presentation or virtual communication from a location where before th there was really no need to do so. Right. So that's the reason why you had to really make sure that your infrastructure in that areas are getting upgraded, because even if you as a compared when you do stuff like that. Uh, it is very important that you have a sharp visual connections. Mm -hmm. You have uh, clear audio, and that's something what a lot of people are totally underestimate. Yes. And for that, you have to have a stable connections. It's like maybe the easiest way to compare it if you go uh, through a drive through and really the audio system, it's raining outside and whatever, and the audio system is really bad. And then you try it towards a maybe order a coffee and then you come up to the driveway at the, at the window and then suddenly you get a like a diet coke they always mess that up yeah they always <laughs> mess up the, you can tell right as soon yeah. as you start talking they talk back you can tell this is not going to go well so, no exactly <laughs> so, yeah especially when they ask you three times and especially like me who has an accent then it's really totally going downhill i don't hear any accent up. you got an accent I don't yeah a little bit yeah, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. so now there's also this, this sense of uh, from a marketing standpoint this uh, you know having more of a video or a digital presence out there with youtube podcasts blogs and so on now how do you view this shift and what has switch global done to accommodate clients like that what a well can exactly that area is what i just mentioned before you really have to make sure that you have an environment to be competitive in this area yes that you have an environment where you can really represent yourself as your values and your representation is exactly the same quality how you would do it basically in the big corporations because they're the build up the big av environment right so you have the tools there now you suddenly as a being as a, in a smaller office at home and then you have to try to find the same tools and many times the tools what they used in the big corporations were of course much more expensive than what you can afford now. Yes. But you're trying to find a way that you can still give the same quality or the same representation than what you were used before. Okay. Because the customer has a standard, the customer rec recognizes in some way that you maybe cannot deliver everything totally perfect, but they still want to have it as good as possible. That's interesting because yeah, it is good to have that balance between um, you know, professional quality, you know, sound and lighting and, and so on. But also not lose that sense of, you know, two people having a frank conversation, right? I mean, just yep. down to business without looking like it's scripted and, you know, and big pro big produ production type stuff. Exactly, because you yeah. want to transfer basically your person, in-person communication, what you had before when you were yeah. sitting on a table, towards now that you use technology between. Yes. and. There are some limitations in technology, and you have to put more effort into it to recognize these differences that you maybe weaken the effects or that you at least 
recognize that you have that and that you can do something about or you do certain things. So yeah. watch about what's in the background because when you meet a person in the office, the office background is there. If you meet a person at home, uh, you have to make sure that something in the background is which is appealing or stands out that you look good or the lighting and that all can change and that has to be taken into consideration. Yeah, and I've noticed that that really has started to improve a lot with people. Yeah. Uh, people had to get comfortable, first of all, with these remote environment types of of meetings. Uh, and a lot of, in, the, in the early days of COVID, people wouldn't even turn their cameras on. I mean, right? Or they even maybe didn't even know they could turn a camera on. And so it became a, really an, you know, an audio conference call. Yeah. But nowadays, I think people are getting more and more comfortable with that and paying attention to, like you said, the background, the lighting, the yep. quality of the sound. I also yeah. think earlier was more the reluctancy to be really on camera. And now suddenly yeah. you were pushed into an uncomfortable situation for a lot of people yeah. that you had to be as on camera from that point. Right. And that's not, generally spoken, that's not a, lo a huge percentage of the population who is always on the camera. The younger generation has an easier time with all the social medias and with the videos and everything what they're doing. But uh, in the business environment was not really so, so, widespread the areas that you always used uh, video except if you worked in certain industries like yeah. in the audio video industry and anything like that you were more right. used to that but other industries there were more personal interaction and yeah. that is still something in business what's very very important to have a personal interaction but again now it's just different that you, you have to use technology for that personal interaction yes you do and not only for internal meetings but of course, also for sales calls. Yep. In fact, we find uh, with our clients that often uh, using technology instead of being face-to-face -face has actually shortened the sales cycle mm -hmm. because you can have several meetings a week with an important prospect, whereas before if you were traveling to get face-to-face, -face, you might could do one a week, one every month or whatever, and so the sales cycle was longer. Now it's shorter because you can get a lot more done shorter period of time. But the other part of that, of course, is also getting people comfortable who used to sell face-to-face, -face, getting them comfortable using technology. technology yes. Yeah. Because yeah. there's differences, right? You know, you know I, got, I, was a, I was on a call this morning, uh, and a it was a client, and they were, they were on a sales call with their prospects, so I was like a third party watching it happen. It was on Zoom. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I was just amazed at how well my client did with you know, asking a question and letting there be that extra pause. Because when you're face-to-face, -face, you don't notice the pauses. But when you're on uh, technology, there has to be that slight extra beat pause while the other person maybe finds the unmute button or, you know, or thinks about how they're going to respond and then respond. So it's good. And the technology's got to be spot on for that to be pulled off well. And that's that what you true. do, right? Yes, exactly. We're trying to also bring that technology into place and also trying to guide you what's the best way how to use it. Because it's absolutely true what you just said, especially in a way how you can represent yourself and the way how you do certain things and you're yes if you really use the technology in the correct way you can be much more efficient what you're doing and the other thing is that too what i noticed that the other side or the well before that uh, was never would never really expect that you call him or even accept that you would call him and just talk to him through technology suddenly they're much more willing to do that because they can also now receive a call and talk to you and that's a still as a being as a very productive and then go on as a with their business what they have to do that's right things. you can book back-to-back -back meetings now you that know, is yeah, true very yep. good, very good. So. yeah 
So it's much more, if you use it the correct way and you implement it the correct way, you can definitely use uh, this very, very efficient. Once again, this is Simon Says Let's Talk Business on Business Radio X. I'm your host, Al Simon, talking with my, my guest, Arthur Jenny, the uh, CEO of a company called Switch Global. And, and Arthur, you, you said that you're an AV-IT firm. So we've been talking about AV, audiovisual. So how does the IT come into all this? I think the IT is, everybody talks about IT and everybody is very much as a, almost, a, I would say married to IT with computers or any things, especially with your cell phone where you have and everything. However, the IT is in many cases when you uh, use it in business environment a little bit in some corporations very, very, very important. And in a lot of corporations you go in there and you notice that uh, the IT does not have such a high value. So with this pandemic when everything comes together, you can most likely compare the whole thing. For me, AV is basically the representation of the company because the way how you look, how you represent yourself, how you represent the salespeople itself, it's basically your identity and it's basically your brand of your company. But if you forget the IT, because for me it's basically AV is the face and the IT is the body. The IT gives you the tools to do that. So if you don't have the right tools, and that's why a lot of people forget, they spend a lot of money regarding marketing, the representations and how the, uh, how the icon looks like and everything. But then they don't really as a take in consideration what investments have to be done into the IT environment because the IT environments are the tool that make it that you really represent yourself really good, that there's yes. no hiccups, no delays. Like you said before about the pause. Yes, that's depending on the technology. The better the technology is, the more natural you can represent yourself. Mm -hmm. If you have a very slow, as a sample, very slow internet connection, the pause has oh. to be much longer. Yes. Because in then it gets, the interaction gets then very cumbersome and everything. So the IT, and that's the reason IT is very important. And for us as a company over the years, we recognize that IT is many times uh, secondary. It's not really mm. uh, that important. And then they're very surprised that the effect, what they're really putting in there and all the money what they put into into the AV, audio, video, into the representation is not even as productive as it could be. So, have so yeah, so let's be clear. When we're talking about IT, we're talking about your servers, we're talking about connectivity, we're talking about back-end data transformation and, and data housing and all those things, right? Yes, yes. Integrating with other systems in your organization, stuff like that, right? Integration with other systems, but at mm -hmm. the same time, keep it on a standard, basically keep it easy and simple because people will only use technology if that technology is also represented in an easy way. Mm -hmm. I take always this example as a, like uh, at home, Many times people, every person has a microwave. And today's microwaves are getting more and more sophisticated. So you have many times a button where you say reheat, uh, reheat, and then it sh shows you what food, and you see pizza, one slice, yes. and that's what it is. And then the rest, uh, the person, uh, the basic, uh, the, the item does, uh, the microwave. Yes. However, you see so many times people walk up there to the microwave because that's what they're used to. It's basically a habit. Put the pizza in and type in 30 seconds. They don't use the technology or could maybe reheat the pizza to the right temperature. And that's something now what as we really have to say habits. And habits are very difficult to break. 
And so technology should not be here to break habits. Technology should be here to support habits and really make it that you the habits where you have that you don't have to change them. Yes. But at the same time that you can make it better, that you can be it's more sophisticated with this habit. That's a good point. So that if the technology is robust but 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 feels too complex to the user, then they're just gonna type in 20 seconds yes. and hit start, right? So. But if if the if the technology is robust and uh, it you know, easier to use and it's and training is done well, you know, then you can take advantage of the technology. Is that a fair statement? That is correct. The better the, the better the technology is and the better the technology supports you with your habits and the way how you work and everything. Yes. So the technology should be adjusted to the person and not the person adjusted to the technology. And that's the reason why we're saying AV IT, because AV is like what well, you used to do it, and the IT has to support you what you want to do. And that's in many cases, and many companies do that do not uh, have the capabilities or don't have the knowledge to really support you how you can do that. So the point is they really need to pay attention to both sides of this issue, yes. the AV side and the IT side, and make sure that they work well together, which is where Switch Global comes in. Now, let me ask you about Switch Global. So you're a relatively new company. Uh, and you've got some some pretty heavy hitter competition yes. out there. So so why would someone work with you, Arthur, and your organization rather than a company that has been around for decades? Because many times, when companies are around for decades, they're very they used to do the way how they do certain things, and that's the way how they uh, were successful at that time too, and they will be successful in the future. But they many times try to stay exactly w with the way how they are. Again, we're going back to the habit. And when you are here, yes, we are a new company. However, we have uh, years of experience in the different areas. And we're trying to pull from different areas the knowledge. And that's something that's what it is. Uh, a lot of companies in AV, they're very sophisticated in the way how to do really AV stuff. Right. And we have a lot of companies that do IT, and they're very sophisticated in the way how they do IT. We have our people who come from both areas, and we're trying to merge these two technologies and to really to pull the best things from that. Back to your questions is, I think we want to get basically work with you as a client, sit down with you, and it's amazing how many times I get the question, what can we offer to them? I always try to turn this around doesn't matter what we can offer you you know it's a, our line card but what do you want so yeah. what kind of frustrations do you have what is something what really bothers you the whole time tell me as what you want to achieve and then we're trying to take this information and then build a system for oh, you is which so is good. very is unique to you very specialized to you however not specialized for you that you locked in into something. We want to build the specializations with uh, the standards which are on the market that gives you, even for the future, an open platform that you can expand. Right. Because we always, when we work with clients, we don't stop only with the project. After the project, we always see the step after the project is finished is very, very important to maintain it because every company wants to grow. That means like, if I'm finished with your project, we are established now a base at the moment, right? But what's the next step? And I, yeah. some people are always very, what is it, complex? As they're really strange. They're like, why are you asking this question? Because I was asked the question, what do you want to do next? We're done with that. That's fine. We are yes, but what is yeah. your target? Not to mention the technology advances so quickly anyway. Yes. So yeah. you, you always have to be 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, people that just you know, say, oh, here's our catalog of services and products, that's one way to sell, the lousy way. <laughs> but how about we talk about what it is you're trying to accomplish and, uh, and how you want to get there and you know, what you're in, in five years, where is that, what's that going to look like in your mind and so on. And then you can talk about solutions to that. That's awesome. And you're being obviously very uh, you're humble here, Arthur, because I know your background and I know where you've been. You have been with those big companies that know everything there is to know about AV and IT and know how to deliver it in, in very large and enterprise-type in, uh, type organizations. So even though now you're a smaller company that you started and that, and that you're taking on these big boys, you understand what it's like. Yes. You've I been do. there, done that. Yeah. So, yeah, so if anybody thinks, well, you know, sometimes I want that comfort of the big boys behind me, well, you'll get it with Arthur. Let me, let me assure you, you will. Okay, well, Arthur, let's wrap this up. So companies who haven't yet made, made any big investments in the AV and IT world, and they're thinking, hey, it's time, you know, we need to get on, the, on board with this. What is the one thing, if you could boil it down to one thing, what is the one thing that you would advise them to consider at this point? The one thing would be really, back to the things, every day there are new technologies coming out. And many times the technologies are very flashy, but that's the trick of the companies that want to sell this technology, they have many times a huge marketing uh, budget behind and a lot of people behind it. So what you have to do really as a corporation, make a step backwards and really analyze is this technology, which looks at the moment very flashy, technology is very, in some way very easy to implement, but you also have to feed that technology. And that's what's also another point where a lot of people forget. So it makes no sense to install technology and you don't feed the technology. As like you just mentioned before, I was working with uh, the bigger companies and everything before. It always hurts my heart when I go to installations and I see a huge uh, installations with a lot of equipment, which was very expensive at that time to install. And then I asked the question, so what was used of this, what you have here? And as many times you see, oh, 80% of the stuff we don't even use. Yes. So that's so why right? <laughs> why did you then even because yeah. they don't have maybe the input they don't have the usability whatever there are different reasons uh, what you can d d really discuss about that so establish the main goals again to the things we said before look at first make a step backwards think what you want to achieve if you are like in an environment where it's very much in person to person uh, interaction look for technologies that really support the person-in-person -person interaction. There you go. If you are more in a corporation who is more widespread because you want to bring this information out to people, uh, the, uh, then look at uh, technologies that really support you to bring this information out there with YouTube channels or whatever from that point. Right. And, and I think that's what you have to really do. Where's your strengths? Where's the way? And how can we as a now help you? And that's the reason why I ask all the questions. What do you want to achieve? And I think... I can be pretty proud about it that we are, have to say at Switch Global that we can exact as a help you with this uh, finding Absolutely. out these goals and really then support the technology and give you also advice to the things uh, that you will achieve your goals where you were looking for. And not to say that the goals can change over years and that's the reason why I said before when you have something done you achieved maybe one goal where you just did this but what will be then the next step and what will be the next goal where you want to achieve? So what you're saying, really, it starts with a conversation. It just that really, is true. 
So and so I urge our listeners, look, I don't know where you are right now with your your audiovisual and IT systems and where you want to go. Doesn't matter. Sit down with Arthur, talk it through, and then uh, I assure you Arthur will will give you good advice on what to do. It may or may not include engaging Twitch Global. Fair. That is fair because it, I have no problem if I don't feel like it's a good fit. I will be pretty straight out, and I think L especially. You know me since a while now. I've, yeah. I'm the person also tells you this makes no sense. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that a lot actually <laughs> from you. All right, well, good stuff. So Arthur, yeah, if you. our listeners do want to uh, sit down and talk with you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, go to my website www.switchglobal.com. And uh, there you have my contact information, everything. Otherwise, just send me an email at uh, office at switchglobal.com. That comes directly to me. And then I will get back to you and you, you can get my information. My phone number also is uh, 470-607-3400. Just give me a call. Uh, if I don't pick up, uh, then just leave me a voicemail. I will definitely get back to you. Okay, have great. A conversation. Very good. Yeah, and of course, that information will also be on the Business Radio X website as well. Uh, but it's www.switchglobal.com or office at switchglobal.com, and all the rest of the information will be there. So good stuff, huh? Wonderful. Arthur, thanks for being here with us today. Thank you for this the is, invite. This is great. You can really help people in this world of advancing technology where, where audiovisual is so, so important in business. Uh, people need to hear this. So thank you for enlightening us thank you for having me here and the best practices yeah absolutely all right so the, again we've had arthur jenny the uh, founding ceo of switch global with us today uh, audio visual it experts and you'll want to get to know arthur and his team okay so again this is al simon with sandler training this is the the show simon says let's talk business here on business radio x and as always we conclude the, sh the show with a sales tip. We call it the Ask Al segment of our show, Arthur. And what happens is people uh, who have questions about sales can email them in to us. And every show we pick one question to feature on the show. And so if you, want, if you have a question on sales that you'd like to submit, submit it to al.simon at sandler.com. al.simon at sandler.com. And we just might answer your question here on the air. So the one today, Arthur, this is a good one. This is a really good one. So here's the question from a listener. What are the three most important traits of a successful sales professional? The three most important traits of a successful sales professional. So I was thinking about how to answer this. And... Uh, you know, I can think of maybe 19 <laughs> most important traits of successful sales professional. But I do have maybe my top three that I can talk about. And it's interesting that, that this listener used the word traits. You know, people ask about, well, are great salespeople born or are they made? You know, and the idea of a trait being something that's in your DNA, right, that you bring to the table automatically without working on it at all. And, um, and I would submit to you that there is some... Uh, some credence to 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 you know in uh, ingrained traits that people have, and but it's I think it's probably more than DNA. It's it's probably more from their environment growing up and and the kinds of things that they enjoy doing. But I believe that traits are really more uh, accurately described as competencies. 
you know, competencies. And competencies are always developmental. You can always work on, develop, increase, improve competencies. So I'm going to talk about the three most important competencies of a successful sales professional. And I would say the first one, Arthur, is got to be having that sometimes called fire in the belly. You know, the technical term for it is ambition and drive, having ambition and drive. The best sales professionals, pretty much to a person, are goal-oriented people. Yeah. They, they, they set goals and they develop plans to, to achieve those goals and they knock them off. Right, that's don't right. don't procrastinate them. Don't procrastinate. They they have a, they have goals that they set and they go and they knock them off. And and that goal orientation or what we would call ambition and drive is not the easiest one of the competencies to develop. It is difficult. And sometimes it takes uh, you know a life uh, uh, event, you know, some kind of a catastrophic event, you know, losing a loved one or uh, or going bankrupt uh, or, or you know sometimes it takes that. But don't wait for those kinds of events. To, to to sit down and figure out how do I develop more of the fire in the belly? How do I develop that more ambition to go out and make things happen? Uh, and it's it's in, in our world of training sales skills and competencies, it's difficult to work on ambition and drive. It is, but it can be done. And, and it's hard work because you got to you know open up the brain and rewire the neurons and all that. But <laughs> but uh, it's, it's it's difficult. But it, but it, it can be done. And and if you want to be the most successful you can be as a sales professional, you ought to pay attention to that one. Secondly, I would say the idea of active listening. You know that competency of being able to truly lock in on your prospect and listen to everything they say, listen to what they're not saying. Uh, read the the body language cues and clues that come in through technology uh, and, and audiovisual, uh, and, um, and and just really get yourself into their head and into their world without just thinking about what product I can sell them. It's like what you said a while ago, Arthur. It's just you know it's really finding out what needs to happen. You know what are your you know, what are your plans and. And, 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 you know, and what are your objectives and what are the roadblocks in your way? And then let's figure out what, what solution should come. So the best sales professionals are good at questioning techniques. They're good at what we call that 70-30 rule, which means they're doing most of the listening and the prospects doing more of the talking, about two-thirds. And the sales professionals only doing talking about one-third, and that's mostly questions. And they're really good at that not only asking the questions, but listening so carefully, so actively to the answers, and then reading that situation. That's the second competency that I would say. So the first one being ambition and drive, sometimes called fire in the belly, or goal orientation. The second one being active listening, good questioner. And the third one is probably one that most people don't expect me to say, but I would say the third most important trait or competency of a successful sales professional would be making decisions making decisions we have a one-liner in our company that only decision makers can get others to make decisions and a lot of times when when you have prospects that are ghosting you or sales cycles that are way too long and you're not quite sure how to bring it to a close a lot of times it's because the sales professional enabled that behavior on the part of their prospect they didn't do things that that showed that they expect a decision they didn't make it comfortable for the prospect to make a decision in a timely manner and that is a skill that is a competency 
in getting people to make decisions. But if you are the kind of person yourself who shops around and wrings your hands you know, over decisions and procrastinates on making those decisions, if that's the way you are in your buying habits, then you are going to be more uh, acceptable of that in your prospects, which is a psychological thing. So, you know, you get upset with your prospects for not making decisions, but you yourself don't make decisions well. Okay, well, let's fix that. Be a decision maker. Have a plan for making decisions. Have a plan for dealing with procrastination. And then project expectations on your prospect correctly. Communicate them well enough so that decisions can be made in a timely manner. So that's it. I would say that's it. You know, ambition and drive, number one. Active listening, number two and decision-making planning, uh, number three. Uh, the three most important traits or competencies of a successful sales professional. And that's that together, all the three changes you from a salesperson into an advisor. Certainly does, yeah. So yeah, or maybe from an order taker to a real pro, right? Yeah, but <laughs> the idea of going from, yeah, from, from a vendor, right? I hate that word, right? vendor, uh, to, a, uh, to a trusted advisor. Yeah, good point. Okay, well, this has been our show today on Simon Says Let's Talk Business on that great platform, Business Radio X. I'm your host, Al Simon, with Sandler Training. And our guest has been Arthur Jenny, uh, the CEO of Switch Global, a terrific AVIT organization. Plug into them. And as, as always, everybody, good selling.